What's going on and welcome to episode 95 of the Fearful Football Podcast. It's getting scary now. <laughs> um, I'm your host, Andrew Bailey. Road to 100 episodes of the Fearful Football Podcast. There'll be some announcements that's made once we get there. So five weeks, is it five weeks? It'll be six weeks from now, actually, including 95. Hope everyone's well. And I promise to God, right, every passing episode, I think, okay, I'm not going to mention this team. But it's just hard for me not to. But I was thinking in in some ways about how I can kind of follow up from the Anxiety series, which I think was one of my best pieces um, of of content, so to speak. So if you haven't heard, or yeah, I was going to say watch, but we're not visual at the moment. Um, But if you have not heard that, I definitely recommend giving it a listen. Just for you to have an idea about what anxiety is and then how it can actually slightly or slightly affect you, you know. So, this episode might be a footnote episode, but I really want to speak about the Aaron Ramsdale situation, right? The Aaron Ramsdale situation where... Hold on a second, have I spoken about him already? I don't think so. I don't think so. But what I do want to speak about is the situation where you've been playing football, you haven't really been putting a foot wrong... You lose your place to someone who's not really justifying why they're starting ahead of you and how you can handle that. So it can be quite dejecting um, in a situation where you just feel like you've just been um, just dropped out, really. I said something as a joke to one of my friends, actually. I don't know if it is a joke, but I have a wild... And this podcast is more about psychology rather than wild takes and opinions, but I do have a wild take. I believe David Raya at Arsenal is a family friend of Arteta's, right? Or like he has some liking towards him or some sort of connection to him or relationship with him prior to him being at Arsenal, which may also explain why there is a bit of a favouring over the player. Now, there are some statistics that actually are in favour of Raya, but I do slightly believe that there is a personal connection but let's just run with that for now because you know we have those situations in football when I was playing semi-pro I remember I was a better striker than the person that was starting but he was the kit man's son so there's a relationship there if that makes sense right um also Arsenal have a former Brentford goalkeeping coach who may probably be very more uh biased towards Raya point being is that this situation could be something that's totally uh, not completely related to performances, right? And maybe on the eye test, it's not. We're not seeing an upgrade or justification for him starting games over Ramsdale. So let's just take it from Ramsdale's perspective. I read something the other day, and he said, "Look, sometimes I'm really down, but Raya, to his credit, picks me up. And sometimes when he's down, I pick him up. So there's a good relationship between the players, at least. But think about what Ramsdale might be thinking and going through, right?" He might be thinking that he needs to leave, um, that the, the, the coach is against him. Obviously, the media coverage is taking up so much uh, public opinion, which then makes him question his ability a little bit. Um, it could lead to frustration, especially when you're seeing the goalkeeper not really do completely well when he's playing. It may make you feel 
like you need to critique yourself even more than the level that you should be critiquing yourself. Maybe you lose confidence in yourself and maybe you become ultra uh, critical of everything that you do. And I want to kind of have an intervention moment here to kind of prevent you from taking the downward spiral of questioning yourself, but then also actually taking the responding in a way that is full of intention is the is the right word i would say now i've you know i've mentioned the submax i've done the submax series before which is also a really good important uh concept that i recommend players that are uh trying to make an impact off the bench and trying to get more game time and changing that narrative i have you know some methodologies that you can follow but i want to kind of just go about the mindset about you know this situation here so it's important for you to have a level of acceptance, but not settling. And what do I mean by that? You have to accept that this game of football can produce some cruel results. What does that mean? Your coach could literally be choosing from an emotional standpoint every single week. He could be choosing that starting 11 due to an emotional response. He saw you do something, now he's going to change it. That's one. Secondly, the coach could be responding and acting away from insider information that could be not necessarily entirely accurate. Let's use the goalkeeping coach as, as a situation. He may be getting fed from the goalkeeping coach how much progress Raya is making over Ramsdale. <clears throat> and we can also predict that that coach might actually favour Raya a bit more. That's two. Three, there could be club politics. You know, this. let's just say... Um, that Raya is a Basque, I don't know if actually Arteta, they're from, let's just say they're from the same district and they're family friends. There could be some of those elements there and I'm sure that there's some relationships within some of the clubs that you've been to or played for where you can see that there is a bit of favour there rather than actually the quality of football. And then also you might also, uh, gosh, I'm trying to think what I've said so far. So I've said um, an emotional response, which could be results driven. It could be some inside information. It could be uh, some personal favouring. Um, and it also could be pressure from above. So it could be pressure from people that are more superior to the coach, which then may lead to the coach to, to change the teams and, and play it in a particular way. But if you have an acceptance of these realities of football, it hurts you a little bit less. And then how do you kind of respond to that? You're going to respond in a sub-max manner. Um, I will kind of just paraphrase a little bit. But if you don't know, I would then encourage you to listen to one part one, part two. I think I made a part three sub-max episode. But what you want to do is find out a criteria. If Aaron Ramsdale speaks to um, Arteta and finds out the criteria that he needs to, to show in order for him to be starting, he then knows what he needs to be showing Monday to Thursday in training. Or Monday to Friday, maybe. He knows what he needs to be showing day in, day out. At a high level. At a frequent level. For him to even get a chance. So that's one. So finding the criteria. So as, again, it's not questioning the coach. Again, check the submax episodes. But it's you being able to uh, firstly um, accept the nature and the cruelties of the game. Before I actually get to finding the criteria. Another thing is also not to submit or to settle 
what that means is you don't get comfortable being in the position that you're in and you don't get I was trying to think of another C word you don't get comfortable being in the position that you're in but you also don't get critical being in the position that you're in right you don't get critical in the sense where you're questioning yourself you're questioning the actual goalkeeper because that's an energy that's not really going to transfer well which also could be justification to why the coaches might not playing you or might just validate him and his decision so you don't want to be critical of the coach you don't want to ask him questions that may seem like you're questioning him you also don't want to be questioning yourself unnecessarily because at this point if you've been following the podcast you'll have a firm understanding of your quality level if not that needs to be written down so you need to have an assessment of yourself of your ability because you know this is almost like your evidence of where you stand quality wise and maybe i need to create a course on that pending um and and then this is where we introduce the the um, criteria searching and the implementation of this uh, criteria and you replicating that frequently and, and doing it pretty consistently. And the rest of the things that I would recommend are things that will be picked up on the submax episode. However, if you apply these three things in a very unfortunate scenario, one being accepting, not submitting slash settling. So you accept the cruelties of the game, but you don't settle for that. You don't uh, submit to that. Thirdly, you also do not become critical, right? You do not become critical of yourself, the coach, or any single person, but uh, the player in your position. And then thirdly, you really want to get that criteria. And your criteria is your biggest priority, especially because you're not playing. Um, finding out what you need to show from uh in order to get in a team but then also maybe noticing what that player shows in the game where you can maybe see how you could be implementing that yourself a little bit more to actually um be recognized and be impactful in your performances and that's my footnote episode today um and i feel like if this is applied you're really able to have experienced negative and disadvantageous uh scenarios in sport but then also to the point where it doesn't negatively impact your confidence, it doesn't negatively impact your chances of a return, and it doesn't negatively impact your the time that you are out of the team, where you are actually using this time to frequently improve some skills, frequently display some skills, but then also sharpen up some tools in your armory. All right? And that is this episode today. I hope this is very beneficial. You know at the usual pass on, and I'm really struggling for a title of this episode. So let's see, let's see how I get on with that. But all the best, guys, and on to next week.